I've mentioned before that I was a pastor for 15 years. I served two churches in that time. I was at the first church for eight years, and then I was at the second church for seven years. And that entire time, for that entire stretch, I was stuck, and I purposely, intentionally mean the word stuck with the same hymnal for that entire time. For the entirety of my time as a pastor, for that entire 15-year span, I had to use the hymnal that is entitled Hymns for the Family of God. It was published in the year 1976, and Bill and Gloria Gaither were on the editorial board for this hymnal. For those who know of the musical legacy of the Gaithers, you might be able to imagine the general style and the general theology that this hymnal espouses, and it certainly does. There is an entire section in this hymnal that you might as well refer to as the bloody section, because nearly every hymn title of this section has the word blood in it. Something about the blood of Jesus. There's one that talks about a fountain filled with blood. And so that is just the tip of the iceberg as to why I say I was stuck with this hymnal the entire time I was in local church ministry. It was a coincidence, but I also believe that there was a time when a lot of churches collectively, really individually, but they all decided, they all discovered this hymnal and decided this is the best one for us. This included the last church at which my dad was a full-time settled pastor. It turns out that the cover of this hymnal comes in a variety of colors. At my dad's final church, it was a golden color. At my first church, the first church I pastored myself, it had a red cover. But there were also a stack of hymnals in the library that had blue covers as well. And then at my second church, they had brown covers, which I suppose was fine because it matched the weird orange carpet that the sanctuary had and has. I always wanted to change that carpet for my entire time there, and I was never able to pull it off.
Regardless, a lot of people criticized the hymnal that my denomination, the United Church of Christ, most recently put out. I say most recently, but it was published in the mid-90s. People, some of the biggest criticism that people have for this hymnal, the New Century hymnal, is that they too drastically and radically changed the words to the Christmas carols. A lot of people, especially during the Christmas season, are looking for tradition. They, it is a heavily nostalgic time of year, and so that extends to the music that people sing this time of year. They didn't want any newfangled words for their Christmas carols. We don't have that problem when it comes to hymns for the family of God. You get all of the traditional words and you can get all of the nostalgia wash over you as you sing them by candlelight on Christmas Eve. And as complicated a relationship as I had with Christmas, the season of Christmas, when I was a pastor, you can read about that more in my small new book, Four Weeks, Reflections for Advent. I nevertheless would appreciate when it would come time to sing those songs with those familiar words. I would get into singing those as much as anyone else would. However, there was a very small window. There is a very small window that precedes Christmas where I would become excited because I got to pick out a different set of hymns. Sure, you can go into most retail outlets and, uh, and tune in to certain radio stations, or you can pull up your own playlist, and beginning sometime in November, you can listen to Christmas songs. You can hear Christmas songs. It's readily available as soon as Halloween is over. But there, I treat the month of November differently. I did as a pastor, and I still do. I treat this month differently because I get excited about a different set of songs, a much less appreciated set of songs. November, the first, beginning with the first Sunday and going all the way to the Sunday right before Advent, I would get excited about singing hymns such as We Gather Together. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. Or if you tune, if you open your New Century hymnal, it probably says something like, we gather together to ask for God's blessing. That's fine. I affirm whichever version that you prefer. But nevertheless, 
it this was a time this is a time of year to sing thanksgiving hymns hymns about thankfulness hymns about remembering god as the source of all life and all goodness and gathering around a great bountiful feast and remembering all that we're thankful for. He chastens and hastens his will to make known. See, this this is just an underrated sort of time. This is this is our opportunity to sing about our thankfulness. It's a time of year to sing about gratitude. And I think we should give more attention to that. I think that this is a time of year to, to remember to be thankful, not just one day, but this is a time, this is a whole, a whole month leading up to the seasons of Advent, where beforehand we can remember all that we're thankful for, and not only for this month, but to remember to always be thankful. And these Thanksgiving hymns help us to do that. The wicked oppressing now cease from distressing, sing praises to his name, he forgets not his own. In the New Century Hymnal, I'm sure all of those his and he's are changed to something else. Nevertheless, these Thanksgiving hymns have always been special to me. Not just because they're another feature of fall, which I'm sure I've mentioned is my favorite season of the year, leading up to one of my favorite holidays of the year, but also because of that sense of gratitude, that sense that we are more than what we can provide for ourselves, if we can provide anything for ourselves. And I just think that these Thanksgiving hymns could use some more recognition. Welcome to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. approach to choosing hymns during the month of November was always to kind of do a a slow build. That is, I would pick maybe one Thanksgiving hymn for the first Sunday in November, and then I would just keep adding more and more until we would hit the the Sunday right before Thanksgiving, and then all of the hymns would have some reference to gratitude or to being thankful. Usually it was also Reign of Christ 
Sunday, the Sunday to celebrate that God's sovereignty through Jesus is over all, and and it was the last Sunday of the Christian year before Advent would start, so I would throw in something like crown him with many crowns, but other than that, that was kind of a cursory nod to this holy day. It's probably among my least favorites, and the rest of the service would be way more focused on Thanksgiving. And so, when by the time we got to what we would call Thanksgiving Sunday, I was excited because that would mean that usually we would start the service with the opening hymn, Come Ye Thankful People, Come. Come, ye thankful people, come, raise the song of harvest home. We are in the thick of it at this point, man. We are getting ready for Thanksgiving. It's the, the this is this is the full thrall. I, earlier in the month, sure, we're we're thinking about some other stuff. Maybe we're doing some Christmas shopping already. May, maybe we're we're just going about our everyday lives, but this Sunday before Thanksgiving, it is time to get pumped up. It is time for the main event. And no, I'm not talking about the season that comes after Thanksgiving. I am talking about Thanksgiving itself, a time for gratitude, a time to remember God's presence in our lives amidst all of the things that we call blessings. And so for this Sunday, we sing this call for all thankful people to raise the song of Harvest Home. All is safely gathered in, ere the winter storms begin. We know what's coming after Thanksgiving. Then fall is at least technically unofficially over. And now it's time to, to, to gird our loins, to store everything up in our barns, hypothetically or metaphorically, really speaking. And, and it's time to hunker down for the winter. It is the time of harvest. And it is a time to be thankful for that harvest. God, our Maker, doth provide for our wants to be supplied. Remembering God as the one source of all life. The one who makes any kind of harvest possible. Come to God's own temple, come raise the song of harvest home. There, why don't we give these hymns more recognition than we have? Maybe you do. Maybe, maybe I am podcasting to the choir for this episode. Maybe all of my listeners are like, well, yeah, Thanksgiving hymns. Sure, absolutely. These are great. But I suspect that at least for some of you, 
you're already thinking about different songs and a different set, a different kind of music, even though Thanksgiving hasn't even happened yet. Santa can't even stay out of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, so it's it's bound to happen. But to remember God as the source of all we are given, that we, in this sense, we are not our own, that, that this harvest that we enjoy is not merely of our own doing. There is something about acknowledging our limitations and our own mortality when it comes to Thanksgiving. And I'm not sure that we think about that enough or that we appreciate that enough. There's another hymn called Let All Things Now Living. Let all things now living a song of thanksgiving to God the Creator triumphantly raise. It's that same thing about acknowledging God as the true source of life. Let all things now living remember where their life came from. Who fashioned and made us, protected and stayed us, guideth us on to the day of, ooh, the end of our days. I got ahead of myself a little bit there. That's okay. So this one in particular, that all things now living, remember where your life came from. We begin to turn our attention to gift lists this time of year. But we remember first that we have been given gifts. And to remember our place in the world and in the universe. His banners overtake us, his light goes before us. I lost the tune. It was bound to happen. Nevertheless, God being the, the source of all that we have, and that we did not create this life for ourselves. We did not, this life that we have was given to us. And so, instead of clinging to this rugged individualism that pervades our culture, that pervades our society, the whole, I am a self-made person. I have picked myself up from my bootstraps or by my bootstraps, even though if you stop to think about that phrase for more than two seconds, it doesn't make any sense. Instead, we are made by others. We are conditioned by others. We are influenced by others. And what we have is made possible in part by others. And so we could do with a bit more gratitude. And not just one month of the year, but always. His banners are o'er us, his light goes before us, a pillar of fire shining forth in the night. I found the tune. Till shadows have vanished and darkness is banished, as forward we travel from light into light.
This journey of ours is not for us to take alone. And that should be a comfort, I think. It's comforting to know that whatever path we're traveling, we always have a companion. Whatever path we're traveling, we are bound to face our own limitations, our own mortality at some point. And what a wonderful source of gratitude it is to realize that when we come to the end of, their, end of ourselves, that there is yet at least one other who will carry us when we cannot carry ourselves. When the Gaithers and the rest of their editorial board was putting together hymns for the family of God, they, for some reason, decided that one Thanksgiving hymn, Now Thank We All Our God, should not be placed in the Thanksgiving section. Instead, they decided that they were going to put this hymn, they were going to group this hymn with a bunch of others in something that they called heritage. This is in the heritage section of hymns for the family of God. It's weird because now thank we all our God in this hymnal, it's not even grouped with the other heritage-sectioned hymns. There is a, a grouping of hymns that are referred to as closing hymns, and then you have Now Thank We All Our God, and then you have a section dividing page, and then you have the rest of the heritage hymns. It makes no sense. I think somebody was completely sleeping on the job when they were putting Now Thank We All Our God into this hymnal. Nevertheless, Now Thank We All Our God is another one of those hymns that I would especially look forward to singing on Thanksgiving Sunday. Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices. So this is a hymn that starts out with, we are going to praise God with our entire selves. Kind of echoes the Shema in Deuteronomy 6. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, with everything that you are. We are going to thank God with that same enthusiasm and with that same completeness of being. 
who wondrous things hath done, in whom his world rejoices. So we're going to thank God with our whole being for everything that God has done. And those things are wondrous, and we are going to rejoice in them. Who from his mother's arms... Nope, I'm sorry. I got caught up in all the he and hymns and hises that are in this hymnal. Who from our mother's arms hath blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. So really there, there's nothing new or different here as opposed to the other hymns I have already been talking about. God is the source of all wonderful gifts from the beginning of our lives to for its entire duration and including whatever comes after. So God blesses us on our journey for the entire, the entirety of that journey. And so for this reason, we are giving thanks for our entire selves. And sure, we can be thankful for our heritage as part of that as well. But now thank we all our God belongs with the rest of the Thanksgiving hymns. I'm just saying. Now, one final hymn that I want to mention, that I want to lift up, that I want to celebrate in this time of pre- Christmas carols and pre-Advent hymns. I could probably do an entire thing about Advent hymns as well, and I might consider it for next week. But in the meantime, I want to stick with Thanksgiving hymns. And so that final Sunday, that final Thanksgiving Sunday, there was one other hymn that I always looked forward to to singing. We plow the fields and scatter the good seed on the land, but it is fed and watered by God's almighty hand. He sends the snow in winter, the warmth to swell the grain, the breezes and the sunshine and soft refreshing rain. I bet some of those lyrics at least get changed in the New Century hymnal version of this song. But nevertheless, it's another harvest hymn about plowing the fields, scattering the good seed, and then eventually anticipating the time when we shall go and we shall reap what has been sown. We plow the fields and scatter. This is absolutely one of my favorites. A time to plant and a time to reap. But in that middle part is this time of watering, this time of nourishing. And God, once again, is the source of all of this nourishment, the rains, the nutrients, in the soil. Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God has given the growth. But my absolute favorite part 
of this hymn is the refrain. This, this is the part that, that invites reflection, that invites repetition, that invites us to sit with these words. It's, it's, the, it's the quintessential Thanksgiving refrain. And it sums up in just two lines. Everything that I've been saying for the past half hour or so. All good gifts around us are sent from heaven above. Then thank the Lord, oh thank the Lord for all his love. All good gifts are sent from heaven. All good gifts are given to us by God. So in, in turn, we should, as one beloved church pillar matriarch was fond of saying, it is for us to return thanks. God has shared and we return our thanks to God. I wish we had more than a month to think about stuff like this. More than a month a year. And and really, if, if you step back and think about it, we do. We have the entire year to think about this. But this, this is the time of year where we are especially invited and we are especially mindful to think about all we have been given and to think about intentionally returning thanks for it. And I just think that that is a beautiful thing. It can be an underrated thing. It can be a neglected thing. It can be a thing that we take for granted the other 11 months of the year. And it can even be neglected and taken for granted in this month because of how the holiday that comes after has crept so far into this month that is meant to be about gratitude. And so, as you prepare to sit down with hopefully people who love you and appreciate you, and you're not dreading getting together with in a few days. As, as you prepare to sit down with what I hope is a group of people who love you for who you are, I hope and pray that the food is good, that the company is good, that the music is good, and that you are mindful of all for which you are grateful. All good gifts around us are sent from heaven above, so thank the Lord. Oh, thank the Lord for all of God's love.
Thank you for listening to the Coffee House Contemplative Podcast. I'm Jeff Nelson. You can find more about my writing, including all my books, at jeffreynelson.com. You can also find me on social media, Jeffrey A. Nelson on Facebook, and I'm at Bold Roast Rev on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a 